Welcome to our joint venture with Mind Wars and the Awakening Podcast. You can find Chris on mindwars.uk and he's on mindwars on BitChute. I'm on Awakening Podcast on BitChute and awakeningpodcast.org. How's it going, Chris? Absolutely splendid. All right, how are you doing this week? <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic, fantastic. We've got quite a bit actually this week now to cover in the next 20 or 30 minutes. Um, I must have at least 15 plus talking points to go through. So we'll go through them uh, quickly. We won't delay too much on them and um, yeah, get them out. So what, what have you got to start with? Well, I suppose uh, one, because we know we've got a lot of listeners in Canada that uh, I've seen that uh, they were giving out fines for people just being in groups of more than five and also for shaking hands. How's it going, man? Officer Dietrich, City of Hamilton Bylaw. I have you here in violation of the reopening of Ontario Act, yeah. gathering with a crowd of more than five people. So that's a pre-written ticket again, just for the record? I had the uh, ticket made up inside when I saw you out here. So what were they doing exactly when I was talking to one of the protesters here? I saw you walking around, getting within three meters. Oh, that's how it is. So if I just talk to someone, that's within two meters? I also watched you shaking their hands. Oh, that's, that's oh, I guess I'm breaking so, a law there. Okay, you got me there. So, Great. this is the ticket, provincial offense notice, Yeah. and the reopening of Ontario Act for attending yeah. a gathering with more than five people. Thank you. Drafters are on the back. Drafters are to either pay it, yeah. an early resolution with a prosecutor, mm-hmm. or you can... Have your day in court, if you choose to. Yeah. You understand your options? I understand my options, man. So there's your provincial offense. Thank you. Now, this is an administrative penalty notice. Oh, for, for what? Yeah. This is for shaking hands with the public. No way. Fail to maintain a distance of at least two meters from another person. Section bylaw 20164, section 221. Once again, your options are on the back. Voluntary payment. Or you have the option to be with a... Um, with an officer, and you can argue. Okay. So that's purpose. That's strictly just for shaking hands with someone. For shaking hands, not maintaining two meters. Okay. So for the record, can I get your name and badge number? Number three seventy. Three seventy. Thanks. Lee, uh, supervisor here, guys. As always. You know, it's just showing the stupidity that's there. But I think the guy made a mistake because that, that falls under common law. Not everywhere in the world falls under common law. But when the police officer says, do you understand? Yes, I do. And he, t- he accepted it. So, you know, yeah, there's, the, the, there's, the there's a few contracts. tricks, uh, the verbal contracts. So, yeah, I know we yeah, said yeah. We'll, we'll go further down the line on the common law. I, I think that's going to be your savior. But we'll, we'll, we'll go into just specifically for that maybe in a, within the next month. In, in a later episode or so, yeah, yeah. Tis, uh, yeah, but even speaking of stuff that, I mean, you see the fascist police, of course, are out in Ireland uh, at the moment to see the, I think you've seen, I don't know, some part of Ireland, yeah, they came onto a train there where two people were sitting down and the conductor obviously had called the police and they, they arrived onto the situation and within two minutes, um, the police officer was basically assaulting the guy to get out of the seat. And the guy was actually trying to stand his ground. It looked like he was, you know, not wearing a mask, obviously. So he was trying to say, I'm exempt. There's a doctor's note, so on and so on, even though you just have to show him that information. And the police weren't having that anyway. But they were wrong in every circumstance, the police. They came in, didn't identify themselves, who they were, what they were. They just assumed that this guy was in their jurisdiction. The chances are he probably was if he wasn't under common law or didn't, you know, declare himself um, that he was under that um, situation, which he clearly didn't in the video. But like he was right in saying that he showed, uh, where's the crime? show me the crime there is no crime i don't have to produce my name and address so on and so on and of course you know they didn't uh, the fascist police didn't want to um, listen to that so they just decided to drag him off the train and assault him instead and he asked her for her name and badge number she wouldn't give it to him and yeah. he also said you're you're too close to me and she she basically yeah. didn't listen so she constantly yeah. broke the so-called yeah. their law 
Yeah, and then they, they said, oh, we're, we're, she said, I'm trying to do you under the Public um, Order Act, you know, again, an act, that's it, it's not law. So it absolutely means jack shit, the stuff they come out with at the end of the day. So, I mean, you know, if if he has any of his wits about him at all, and he used, tries to use the proper lawful remedy um, in court, not these statute acts and law at sea, maritime crap, um, he should be okay. But, um, yeah, we'll see how that one uh, unfolds for him. Uh, please, your Sorry, what's the problem? Uh, reasonable excuse. What's your reasonable excuse? Uh, just you first might of all, no. no verifiable evidence. Of verifiable evidence. Of, you of course. To wear a mask, this, is guy, this guy. Is don't be twisting it. This gentleman here, who has refused to give his name, I now. request. No, no we're not. We're not stepping off the train, okay? Plain and simple. Okay? No. Uh, crime hasn't been committed for you to actually question my name. No. Incorrect. Okay? Could you please stand back? Please stand back. Look, you are less than... You are less than... You are less than... You're four, about 14 inches away from me. Will you please stand back? Okay? You're refusing. You're in breach of the health act. No, yes, you are. Can I have your number, please? No, you're a KK195. Okay, statutory instrument. Statutory instrument. 243. Excuse me. Statutory. Excuse me. You've already been asked to desist from acting in such a manner, okay? Okay. Excuse me. You can't arrest I have reasonable excuse and a doctor's letter. Sorry? Okay. Right now you're yeah. I have a reasonable excuse under statutory instrument 244. I have a doctor's letter exempting me. Here. That is a letter. Excuse me, I don't have to give you my personal details unless you're a doctor. No, you have to state reasonable grounds. Okay. All right. Excuse me, you can't. Stop. Give that back. You mind your own business. Will you leave the train, please? It's the law. No. No, you can't section it. You cannot. Stop. I've got a verifiable evidence. That's an assault. That's an assault. That's an assault. That's an assault. Stop. Stop. That's, of course, in Ireland. Um, and other than that, we have the uh, the Hong Kong, of course, at the moment. They said they've uh, 12 dead. So there's a little article on that here saying there's 12 dead, four miscarriages in one week following the COVID-19 injections. So I'm saying this is from the standard. Hong Kong's biggest circulation English daily newspaper is reporting that 12 people have died and four women have had miscarriages following the COVID-19 shots just in the past week. For the past week, between 24th of May and the 30th, 12 more died at the public hospitals after receiving the COVID vaccines, along with four women who suffered from miscarriages, according to the hospital authority. And it goes on, so on and so on. But interesting part of the phone is down to, at the bottom. It says, from, from February 26th, when the city's vaccination campaign started until last Sunday, the city recorded 80 deaths following vaccinations, which is interesting because I just done a quick Google search. I was saying to you beforehand before I started this podcast. So I went back and you type in, I think it was Hong Kong deaths or vaccine deaths, and it comes up automatically on it. And there's a little graph on it and you can get your cursor and move across on it and actually show, go back to February 26th until now. And you see how many people actually died of COVID. Well, the alleged COVID, we know there isn't COVID, but by their uh, you know, narrative, just say if, just say if it was um, COVID, I counted roughly on the graph, I think it was about 11 um so between 26th um of february and now according to that graph on google um 11 people roughly died of the alleged covid 
but 80 people have died from the vaccinations. So, uh, yeah, let's do the maths in that one and uh, see which one is working out more effective. You know, what a scam. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, I'm just constantly seeing people, you know, bragging that they're, uh, you know, oh, got my vaccine and all the comments, oh, well done, fair dues to you. Oh, yeah. thanks for saying thanks for saving my life there like you know just all yeah. you're showing is that you haven't actually researched anything and things, you know yeah give, give, give me a job where they have no uh comeback and just actually on that because uh, we have the astrazeneca figures and this is uh from february 21 um if 50 25.9 billion uh revenue profit 5.2 billion gross margin is 80 percent. i mean but they with any of the people croaking it because of this or getting any of the blood clots or anything, no, you're not going to get a sausage off them. So yeah, yeah. ask yourself why with, with profits like that. Of course, there's no, there's no company will cover you. They won't cover you or stand over their own crap and uh, the government won't stand over, but also the, the insurance companies, um, as we previously mentioned, they won't uh, stand under. I know people have got private healthcare. They've asked the question. They said they feel they're being coerced once again at work. And um, they said, Are, is, the, is the insurance going to cover you at work? They said, no. So she actually went about her task about the private um, insurance, her own insurance she has anyway. And um, they said, simply, are you going to cover us? And your one over the phone said, oh, no. So we will, sorry, she says, we're strict on that. So we do not cover anybody getting vaccinations. And she's like, are you serious? So because I'm being kind of pretty much coerced here at work. And she goes, we know that. She says, yeah, but we nothing we can do about it. She says, at the end of the day, it's your, your, you know, it's an experiment. So until we actually know the full outcome in, you know, by 2023, we're not taking any chances, of course not, because there'll be way more payouts um, of, of the adverse events and people claiming of them and then they would actually gain a profit from it. So that's just another thing to note. I know we previously mentioned that as well, that, you know, there's no one going to cover this crap um, anywhere we go. So, um, and other than that, then we've got, of course, BitChute, which will be, um, putting up this one obviously on BitChute um, and over in Denmark they're, they're saying the authorities over there are taking it down that's just the last couple of days so the information that we're talking about at the moment now apparently is very very highly dangerous and apparently misinformation to the the COVID-19 authorities and uh, fascist dictatorship that's in Denmark at the moment who hates obviously freedom of speech and doesn't want to let its people um, know both sides of the story as to what is actually really going on. So the truth, in other words, they don't want their people known. So that's the Danish authorities at the minute and bit you. But of course, Denmark won't be the only country because in time to come, they're going to try and come from other countries as well um, on top of it. So yeah, we'll, we'll uh, watch yeah. this space. Mm. And uh, like with... Um a lot of the times people are trusting their government and everything. And I see Boris Johnson, the leader of the country that you're in in the UK, just got married again in the church and married again, which is, I mean, you know, I don't think this, think believe this in that anyway. But yeah, exactly. You, you were saying this is third. But basically, somebody that has been married in a church before and got a divorce is not allowed to marry again. Honestly, you're the leader of the country. So, you know, just, uh, you know, let, yeah. let them make the rules for themselves. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, um, you know, do as we say and, uh, you know, not as we do kind of a thing. So that's the usual crap of them all the time. And I see also now what's on the, the mail online here in uh, in the UK as well as they're talking about the Nepal variant. So, no, you know, the Indian variant is still, you know, high and mighty and, you know, swiping the nation of, you know, killing zero people. But uh, the Nepal variant now is, is on the horizon at the minute because the UK is supposed to open up fully here in about two weeks time, 21st of June there, thereabouts. 
which of course they're doing everything now they can to scupper the full opening of the economy, including flights, if they can avoid it at all. So they're saying it might be a bit early. And now, of course, we have the new one is the Nepal variant is then sweeping across Europe at the minute. Um, and it could be highly dangerous and it might affect flights and, you know, destinations in the green zone and the amber light. And they've, you know, they've all these different lights for different zones. You go into and all it's like, what a lot of BS. So that's the, the new Nepal variant to worry about. I'm kind of getting a bit jealous of this because I'm just kind of wondering when are they going to come to the stage or where's the Irish variant? You know, where's... Well, the if they variant? do, they'll probably, they'll, they'll lie down and go to sleep because that, unfortunately I see the, the English are marching in the million up the million, the last one, whereas yeah. the Irish, I don't know what's happening. They we're lucky to get 400 in Cork there at one stage. So for some reason, they're just going along with the government and every single thing that they're doing, they're all voting together you know, you have the Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil and the mm. Green Party on terrible things and nothing's yeah. done about it. They just, yeah, you know. So I think, unfortunately, the fighting Irish, I think it's the sleeping dogs at the moment. We need exactly. to give them a, a few slaps well. to wake them up. Then. Exactly. It's well and truly gone the fighting Irish statement, anyhow, yeah, for sure. Um, and we've got in... In America, under, um, you know, sleepy Joe Biden, he says that the White House now endorses free beer for Americans who take the COVID vaccine, despite potential uh, for alcohol reducing its effectiveness. Well, I'd actually rephrase that and say, there, what effectiveness? There is no effectiveness from the, the vaccine, only from the, the adverse events, um, the, the maiming and killing of, of people and the long, medium to long term factors, chronic illnesses that we'll, we'll see in the coming months from other people as well, because the amount of people listened even last night saying, oh, my mother God, my father God, and you know, they're saying, just, you know, just get the bloody thing and that's it, and it's okay. Um, but the, the reality is, like, you might think they're okay now, but give them a few months or give them 12 months down the line and then come back to me and tell me they're, they're still okay at this stage. So, um, because actually speaking on that end of things is the, there was a doctor there, Dr. was it Dr. Byron Bridal was his name. And he's been kind of making rounds in the last, I don't know, maybe week or 10 days or so. And he's actually absolute pro vaccination, loves all the vaccination kind of crap. And he says that um, uh, we've actually, he's actually come out and said, we've made a massive, massive mistake. We got it all wrong, which is quite a biggest big statement coming from someone like him and what he's saying he got wrong was the spike protein they actually thought it'd be a great thing and everything would be wonderful and everything fantastic all the glitz and glamour and now he's saying it's the spike protein is adding to the blood classes and to all the other so-called well not so-called all the other adverse reactions that are coming from the the injection himself so he's come out and said that and it's just interesting just his his version of events on the actual uh, the vaccination and the spike protein itself yeah as you said i'm very much pro-vaccine what has been discovered by a scientific community is the spike protein on its own is almost entirely responsible for the damage to the cardiovascular system if it gets into circulation. Indeed, if you inject the, the purified spike protein into the blood of research animals, they get all kinds of damage to the cardiovascular system. And it can cross the blood-brain barrier and cause damage to the brain. Now, at first glance, that doesn't seem too concerning because we're injecting these vaccines into the shoulder muscle. The assumption all up until now has been that these vaccines behave like all of our traditional vaccines, that they don't go anywhere other than the injection site. So they stay in our shoulder. Some of the protein will go to the local draining lymph node in order to activate the immune system. However, th this is where the cutting edge science has come in. This, and this is where it gets scary. Um, through a request for uh, information from the Japanese regulatory agency, Myself and several international collaborators have been able to get access to what's called a biodistribution study. It's the first time ever that uh, scientists have been privy to seeing where these messenger RNA vaccines go after vaccination. In other words, is it a safe assumption that it stays in the shoulder muscle? 
The short answer is absolutely not. It's uh, very disconcerting. The spike protein gets into the blood, circulates through the blood in individuals uh, over several days post-vaccination. It accumulates, once it gets in the blood, it accumulates in a number of tissues such as the spleen, the bone marrow, uh, the liver, the adrenal glands. Uh, one that's of particular concern for me is uh, it accumulates at quite high concentrations in the ovaries. And, um, and then also a publication that was just accepted for uh, a, a scientific paper, just accepted for publication uh, that, that backs this up, looked at 13 uh, young healthcare workers that had received the Moderna vaccine, which is the other messenger RNA-based vaccine we have in Canada. And they, they confirmed this. They found the spike protein in circulation, so in the blood of 11 of those 13 healthcare workers that had received the vaccine. Uh, what this means is, so we have known for a long time that the spike protein is a pathogenic protein. It is a toxin. It can cause damage in our body if it gets into circulation. Now we have clear-cut evidence that the vaccines that make our bodies, or the muscles, or the cells in our, in our deltoid muscles, right, manufacture this protein, the vaccine itself plus the protein gets into blood circulation. When in circulation, the spike protein can bind to the receptors that are on our platelets and the cells that line our blood vessels. When that happens, it can do one of two things. It can either cause platelets to clump and that can lead to clotting. That's exactly why we've been seeing clotting disorders associated with these vaccines. It can also lead to bleeding. And of course, the heart's involved. It's part, a key part of the cardiovascular mm. system. That's why we're seeing heart problems. The protein, it can also cross the blood-brain barrier and cause neurological damage. That's why also in the fatal cases of blood clots, many times it's seen in the brain. And uh, also of concern is um, there's also evidence of a, of a study. This has not yet been accepted for publication yet, this one. They were trying to show that the antibodies from the vaccine get transferred through breast milk. And the idea was this may be a good thing because it prefer, would confer some passive protection to babies. However, what they found inadvertently was that the, the uh, vaccines, the messenger RNA vaccines, actually get transferred through the breast milk. It was delivering the vaccine vector itself uh, into infants that are breastfeeding. Also, with this, now we know the spike protein gets into circulation. Any proteins in the blood will get concentrated in breast milk. Looking into the adverse event database in the United States, we have found evidence of suckling infants experiencing bleeding disorders in the gastrointestinal tract. So, okay, let me pause you there because I've only got about 45 seconds left. I mean, the bottom sure, line, this sure. will scare a lot of people. I'll, I'll, I'll this will freak this a lot of people out. This, yeah. this message, yes. Yeah. So, so this has implications for blood donation. Right now, Canadian Blood, mm -hmm. Canadian blood Services is saying people that who have been vaccinated can donate. We don't want transfer of these uh, pathogenic spike proteins to fragile patients who are being tra transfused with that blood. This has implications for uh, infants that are suckling. And this, this has serious implications for people for whom SARS coronavirus 2 is not a high risk pathogen and that includes all of our children. In short, the conclusion is we made a big mistake. We didn't realize it until now. We thought the spike protein was a great target antigen. We never knew the spike protein itself was a toxin and was a pathogenic protein. So by vaccinating people, we are inadvertently inoculating them with a toxin in some people, this gets into circulation, and when that happens in some people, it can cause damage, especially to the cardiovascular system. And I have many other, I don't have time, but many mm -hmm. other legitimate questions about the long-term safety, therefore, of this vaccine. Right. For example, with it accumulating in the ovaries, one of my questions is, will we be rendering young people infertile, some of them infertile? So I'll stop there. Okay. I know it's heavy-heading.
and like there was another one there, the BBC. Like they're all of a sudden everything is showing all the things that are happening. This is all orchestrated to divide and conquer because mm. all of a sudden now they're coming out and they're showing all the problems. So on the BBC, uh, Newcastle, a journalist uh, dies, Lisa Shaw, uh, from blood clots a week after getting the AstraZeneca. Uh, she had severe headaches and uh, they said, yeah, it, what intern fact of death certificates, what the, I don't know, was it the BBC was checking that, but they were basically saying the vaccines as one of the, the, the facts considered, you know, she didn't get hit by the number 10 bus, like, you know, so. The family of BBC Radio Newcastle presenter Lisa Shaw say she died after suffering blood clots just over a week after receiving the AstraZeneca vaccine. The 44-year-old from County Durham died last Friday. The statements released in the last hour says she fell seriously ill after having the vaccine. Our correspondent Helen Carnell is with us now. Helen, what more have Lisa's family said? Well, relatives have said that Lisa developed severe headaches a week after receiving the AstraZeneca vaccine and then became severely ill a few days later. She died at Newcastle's RVI last Friday afternoon. Yeah, but, but it's, it's strange. They're coming. All of a sudden, there was nothing, nothing. It's all good for you. It's all good for you. And then all of a sudden, it's like, ooh, we got here. We got here. They're just trying to make people so confused. It's all yeah. orchestrated. Yeah. Just remember everything that they're telling you. They're telling you for a reason. They're trying to condition you. Of course, yeah. It never is like divide and conquer before any COVID nineteen. That's just been going on for centuries and centuries and centuries. That's the way they all the world works with these, um, you know, f dickheads in the background, pretty much. Um, and that's the way they've always done it: is divide and conquer because they can't control it if they don't divide and conquer and put the people into small little labels and categories and boxes and you know send the masses off against themselves. It makes their job easier when they do that. So there definitely is a method of madness for that. Um. But I know they're moving on from that as well. We have in uh, Tokyo, it's, uh, the Tokyo Olympics, they're saying it's set to slap a ban on cheering and eating. So you can't actually cheer and eat, apparently. Now, if I read down a small bit on it, <laughs> exactly, yeah. It, um, it says that a mandatory proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test, along with mandatory you know, mass mandates, are almost a given. But organizers are planning even more measures. Additional security guards will be in place for when the event begins on July the 23rd. And they may be tasked with enforcing blanket bans on behavior that would normally be routine for any similar occasion, such as eating, drinking, loud cheering and high fives while watching are prohibited. Security guards are deployed and measures such as refusal of entry and exit are also assumed for violations, reports Yomeri Shubham, some newspaper over there. As we have previously highlighted, the CDC also advised Americans not to engage in shouting or cheering during the Super Bowl. Uh, and the last part is just saying after team parks in California, and we believe we covered that a while back, opened again last month. Visitors were warned that they're not allowed to sing, shout, scream, or engage in heavy breathing while on the rides. <laughs> Seriously? No, 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 no heavy breathing when you're having a ride, huh? No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, band to make sure it's at home. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. I mean, yeah, but people actually take that crap seriously. That's that's the worst part of all. You know, it's it's, it's uh, everything is proper. Like, I don't know, did you see the video with Michelle Obama and she's you know, on the laptop talking uh, to, to be honest, there's a few famous people I don't even uh, the only one I'd know is J Lo. And it's so scripted and it's so, you need to get the vaccines. Uh, it's, it, as it says, it is, thing, it's actually it's, cringeworthy to, to, to even, to even yeah. watch and listen to like how fake um, the whole thing is in the sense. But look, we can, we, can, we can insert a clip there for people just to, you know, have a cringe at uh, Michael Obama. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs>
Hey everyone, I miss seeing you all in person. Hi Michelle. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hey, so good to see everyone's faces. Look, I know it's been a while since we've been able to get together, but that's actually why I'm calling. We all want to get together with our family and friends, and the best way to make that happen is getting the vaccine as soon as it's available to you. So I was wondering, would you join me in helping to spread the word? Happy to do it. It feels like we're so close to turning the corner on controlling this virus. We can't stop now. Should we just start going door to door and offering people vaccines? Oh my God, I love that. Sign me up. I was thinking more along the lines of telling your friends and families that these vaccines were made to save lives. And they're also going to be the thing that gets us back to our loved ones and back to concerts and comedy clubs and restaurants. But... What if somebody's afraid of needles? You're afraid of needles? I didn't say I'm afraid of needles. No shame in that game. They feel that way too sometimes. No one actually likes needles. It's totally normal to be afraid of needles. But our nurses and medical personnel will make it as painless as possible. All right, all right. Count me in. I knew I could count on you. Here's the deal. I need each of you to do your part and ask as many people as possible to get informed about their options because getting vaccinated is the first step to seeing our friends and family again. Um, also, I want, I want to mention is the, um, which is very important at the minute, is the, has been going the last couple of days with a cyber attack. Now, we mentioned cyber attack, I believe, in the last episode or the episode before the JBS. Anal Schwab, is it? Yeah, of course. He's he's back on the scene again. Um, uh, who else, of course? Um, JBS Foods, which is obviously the biggest meat uh, processor uh, in the whole world. They got the, the the cyber attack, of course. You know, so um, it was interesting. They got the cyber attack when when JBS are actually partnered with who you mentioned that uh, Klaus Schwab. So they're they're actually partnered with the World Economic Forum. So you know, a whole inside job again, or what is it? Um, you know, the, it's been down for days and days, of course, the situation in there. So that has a massive effect. Now they're going to say that, well, because it's happened now, you know, there's so much meat and stuff going to go to waste. We're going to have to basically up the, the price on meat and taxes and every single thing they can. Of course, that's going to lead to people's starvation. That also ties in with the World Economic Forum and all those plebs inside with the depopulation program. So it all kind of ties together and kind of works well at the right hand time because I think it's July the 9th, if I'm right in saying that the cyber polygon attack is going to come out next month. The the simulation, I should say, on it. And um all these little other cyber attacks has been leading up to this um coming forward. We had the one in Ireland a couple of weeks back where the um the uh or not the NHS, the HSC over there um was you know attacked for a cyber attack and all that kind of stuff and there's been there's been ones in i think you mentioned last time i was in houston and texas and there's been ones all over the place and um yes this is no coincidence these are all orchestrated and planned again when you really look behind what things are so interesting they're attacking the food supply source as well of course and every scale they've been we've they've been talking about the poultry one there's you know the pork they're attacking everywhere they can and of course it, it all falls into when bill gates was buying up the land not so long ago he's 200 and was it 42,000 or 52,000 acres of agricultural land or so he bought up in the states because of course they want the, the synthetic all this lab grown um crap and in the lab that's what they want basically it's this kind of food they want for the future and they want to do away as much as normal livestock as they can so yeah for the synthetic human 2.0 on the way that they've that they have planned so that's just worth mentioning what the jbs for people to take a look at yeah and uh, we, we were looking at the fauci emails that were exposed i know we're not going to go into much detail but there was a lot of them that were- there was a lot there was it was like i got the link to it there was it yesterday or so um or the day before it was something like three thousand two hundred emails 
plus and there's another this morning came in I think 300 I didn't even get time to look over yet but about another 300 or so came in this morning so you're talking about three and a half thousand emails I've glanced through some of them and you know they're on different people's sites now at the minute all right but um, I'll leave the link for people in the description below if they have the time to go through every single email because at this stage of some of the ones I've looked at you know it's pretty much just saying what we knew already we know he's a criminal. We know, you know, he should be locked up behind bars for for all times. Um, but the stuff he said a year ago, masks don't work. They shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to wear a mask. Yeah, you know, the common Joe public on the street to be able to tell you that. Um, so yeah, he cut out. I think it was there was actually one interesting one it was it February the twenty fifth or February twenty twentieth, twenty twenty, where he's actually in a conversation in an email with some woman or some man or whatever it was, and he's basically saying that he's in talks about the mRNA um, vaccine with uh, Moderna and he talks about the, you know, the alleged virus and all this kind of stuff as well another person says in the things then about being man-made and all sorts of stuff going through these emails but yeah if people have time to go through it fair play to them um, but yeah I just think there's other more important things to go through right now than, than dealing with the likes of uh, the fraud fought yeah. you so. Yeah, I've got I've got over four thousand emails myself that I need to get through, so I won't be spending time reading his. And I I need to get through my own ones first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's another kind of distraction thing as well. At the end of the day, like yeah, grand expose it, do what we can, and all that. But you know, how far is it going to go? Like at the end of the day, so. Um, I don't know what else I think had we got there. There was one that I found was very interesting as well because I actually didn't realize that China in two thousand and fifteen had changed their one child policy to two child. Because from around 17, 1978 to 80, they had brought in the one-child policy. And I thought that always existed because it's like the population is 1.4 billion plus. Mm. And just recently, they've announced a three-child policy. So, you know, with all these gates and all these other people complaining about their population control, they're going, yeah, let's get the, the largest population in the world. Let's, let's start breeding them and have a... You know, so weird, get, like get, get them up to two billion. Yeah, 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 doesn't fucking add up at all, really. But it's it's a bit, yeah, strange on with that in China. And I know, I think lastly, what we've to include is the um, if people haven't seen it yet already, is Amazon. Um, so yeah, unless you change your settings in the next couple of days, it's basically like a surveillance grid. Um, and they can view and monitor everything going uh, as what it is. And this guy explains it in uh, under a minute as to what it is. So I'll insert the clip here, and people can actually uh, have a look at themselves and change the settings they need to change. Amazon, U.S. customers have one week to opt out of mass wireless sharing. Critics raise transparency fears over plan to turn all smart home devices into mesh network. This is from yesterday, June 1st, 2021. Amazon customers have one week to opt out of a plan that would turn every Echo speaker and Ring security camera in the U.S. into a shared wireless network. As part of the company's plan to supposedly fix connection problems for its smart home devices. Users can disable what they're calling Sidewalk in the settings section of Alexa or Ring app. So make sure you guys do that. But you only have until 8th of June to do so. After that, if you've taken no action, the network will be turned on and their devices will become what they call Sidewalk Bridges. And just uh, finally, because I know there's a lot of doom and gloom as always, which we don't want. We want to try to bring a bit of a smiling. But I know that some people, with what they've seen with the police around the world, you know, they, they just assume that they're all compliant and everything. But, you know, we've got some insider information. It's not necessarily what's going on inside. Yeah, so I've been I've been talking to um, an ex-detective um, and he basically was saying that, you know, we know we can't harm all of them brush. And I said, yeah, we agree we can't harm all of them brush. But I, my thing was like, well, where are the good ones? So, you know, why aren't they coming out? When he said there's actually a lot of them are coming out, but they're not coming out in the media per se. They're basically, they're, 
kind of under the guise of night or saying, look, we have enough because he said you wouldn't believe the percentage wise inside. It says that absolutely he's talking about the ones now in the UK. He said absolute despise and hate what the government are doing. He says, yes, there's some of them are like absolute mad lunatics and they want a battery and all that, but there's a huge proportion side that they're being forced to do these, you know, measures in the last 12, 15 months, all these COVID crap. He says, and they do not want to do it. They're simply, some actually he knows have left and there's not been no mainstream coverage of it at all. They've actually just left and they don't, they don't care. They've, some have no jobs to go to, but they've left. They can't do it anymore. And that's kind of, there's more inside. They're literally, they're just about on the way out as well. They want to go, even though, yes, they have mortgages and have kids and they have all these things to pay for, they, they just can't hack it anymore. They, they can't, they, they feel they just did not sign up for this crap and um, they're just not willing to do it anymore. Some obviously are willing to participate in it and go ahead with it as, as long as they want, but there's others inside that don't want. So just a bit of a nice, positive note to the kind of people know as well there's actually a lot of people inside um in this um police force that do not want any part got to do this whatever we know they're caught in a rock and a hard place but now is you know you have a choice to make it into the, the day um you've got to make that choice so hopefully in the next couple of months we see some more stepping forward so i guess yeah just because we don't um i didn't know that very recently so just because we don't see you know a new whistleblower coming out in the news or wherever it is we just think there's only one here and one there there's actually a lot of them that don't want any any media attention at all and they're just going off quietly and uh resigning they're said enough is enough they're handing back their, their gear and that's it they're finished they're, they're going on to something new and better and that's it so fair play to, and actually one thing i want to add to it just came to my mind there now the march in london that happened last weekend there was actually if i can get the the clip out but it's just a, like a screenshot of somebody took at it there was actually a judge now I can't say how real the judge is or if it was only somebody actually in disguise him, but from what the guy is saying afterwards, it's actually verified it is an actual real judge. He's the whole, the fake wig on, the, you know, the black robe, the whole lot in him, and he's actually marching with the people. He said he's not, he actually, his statement was, says, because of Bank Holiday over here last weekend, he said on Tuesday when I actually, you know, supposedly go back to work, he says, I mightn't have a job to go back to. So he actually, he said, it's okay, I'm not here. If you want to, to the guy, he says, if you want to show my details, that's fine, no problem at all. So interesting to see a judge from the statutory system, walking with the people and saying enough is enough. He can't do it anymore either. He has enough. That's an interesting one. So if I get that screenshot, I'll put up on screen. So that's all I have to, we have to say for this week with, with, uh, with a few facts and figures and points to, just to, for people to look at. Oh, perfect. And uh, just to let people know as well, we bought a lot of interviews with people. Uh, I've got one uh, this week with a guy about cannabis. So it's, uh, it's fairly interesting if that's a, a topic that you like. And I know Chris has got a few as well that are very interesting. Interesting, so interesting. Yeah. yeah, so until next week, Chris, thanks a million. No worries, right? We'll chat you again next week. So you'll find Chris on mindwars.uk, mindwars on BitChute. I'm on Awakening Podcast on BitChute. Be sure to subscribe, it all helps, and give us a thumbs up and review. And I'm on Awakening Podcast at all. Until next week, take care. See you then.